0: All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, September 13th of 2023. Here, looking ahead, we have a seven-game MLB main slate later this evening, and football is already back tomorrow, week two, starting off with their Thursday night football game. So happy to talk any showdown if you guys want to today. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at Saber Sims the show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS related questions, get your questions in one of three ways here. First way, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post your question live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post your question in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description below. Uh, can't say enough good things about the Discord. Get access to our similar, see when uh, sims run for inactives for NFL, see when sims run for lineups being released for MLB, see when players are scratched, see when updated sims run for that news. Get access to our individual sport channels, get access to our release notes channel where you can see when bugs are fixed, when you can see where new updates for Saber Sim go live. So get a lot of great information in the Discord. Uh, but with that being said. Uh, before we get today's show kicked off, just wanted to remind you guys, if you guys have not signed up yet and are not participating, uh, get in on our weekly max challenge here. It is a promotion slash giveaway that we do during NFL season here, uh, where if you max out the max contest on DraftKings, wear the Sabre Sim logo and fill out our short form, you get access to all of these weekly prizes and season-long prizes we give away a free entry to next week's mini max each and every week to one lucky participant here so the if you're looking for this sign up page it is in the description of this video but with that being said could get the app pulled up here I'm going to start with the questions that came in via discord and then we will jump over to the live youtube chat so first question here from kjo question <laughs> says Out of curiosity, because I've never looked at it before, if you upload a custom ownership to SaberSim and hit average on ultimate, what is that averaging together with on the SaberSim ownership? Is it the custom plus flagship? Great question here. So if you upload ownership here, uh, what is going to happen is you are going to basically get your own column. So like if I wanted to come in here, I'm sorry, it's projection. So it, I'm just going to reset that projection. Uh, so say I'm up uploading custom ownership, right? Or even if I'm tinkering here. So I'm just going to go through here, make some updates to ownership here. And then let's say that I want to make all of my updates and then I want to save those. So then what I would do, click on the gear icon. I could hit save ownership. I could give it a name here. So I'm just going to say uh, aggregate or something like that. I'm going to hit save. It's going to create a new column here called AGG own, aggregate own here, right? And then... From here, what I can do is I can I'm just gonna show you an example for these couple guys here. So you see aggregate own, average own also got created, and then there's still adjusted own and then there's still my own. So what, what average own is doing is it is looking at the ownership in the um the sabersim ownership here. So it would look at the sabersim own column here. It would look at the aggregate own column, and then we just average the two out here. So if I I don't know where that column went so if you guys ever want to reset these just reset the column defaults here right click on any header go to the menu on the right hand side click edit columns i'm going to hit reset to default here and i still don't know where my ss own column went but it is basically averaging the ss own column and your aggregate column to get the new my own so if i go here i go to average and it says changing the source will reset your projections. Uh, yes, I'm totally okay with that. And then now this is the new average. So averaging those two numbers out here. But I'm going to make a note for myself uh, where SS own goes and how we decide uh, what column to average. But good question there. I will follow up in the Discord. All right, second question from the piano teacher. Question says, Question about adjusting team totals. I understand that doing so has the builder pass certain sims to get the ones that align more with the outcomes of the new projected score. I also see that it automatically adjusts projections for players associated with that game, which is awesome. I, If I'm not mistaken, adjusting player projections shifts the player's baseline when accounting for the range of outcomes in the sims when building lineups. So when we adjust team totals, are both things happening at once, passing over certain sims and players from those teams having their baselines adjusted either positive or negative? Just curious. Thanks. Okay, so this is a really good question here. So to to talk about the two different ways of doing this because they both have a different effect, right? So if you adjust the team totals, like you said, we are uh, basically like uh ignoring a certain amount of sims in the sim database until the new sims until the new available sims match the team totals that you've input what happens there is that we are also you know think about it we are getting rid of all those sims for those players like each each player on each team is a part of those Sims that we've gotten rid of. So you basically get a new range of outcomes for the players Uh, that can shift, right? It's not going to show here. Like when you pull up their range of outcomes, this is going to be their range of outcomes for all of the Sims here, but you're essentially removing fantasy point outcomes from this distribution. So you are, you are in effect changing the distribution of the players in the game and i say game as a whole here right even if you adjust team total for one team it still has an effect on both teams because of, of the way we handle that team total adjustment right if you come in here and you just adjust an individual player uh players projection right if i go to zach Allen, i give him a two-point increase this is only going to have an effect on him and even though you know what we are going to do is what you said. We're going to shift the distribution, right? We're going to, every time he gets 10 points, he's going to get 12. Every time he gets 30, he's going to get 32, etc. here, right? The big difference is that this projection adjustment to Zach Gallen has no effect on all the players he is positively and negatively correlated to. So even though, you know, when, when Zach Gallen does well, he has a positive correlation to Cattell Marte, Increasing Zach Gallon's projection is not going to have any effect on Cattell Marte, right? But adjusting the team totals will, right? Each game has correlation uh, in it, and, and we are capturing that. But when you start ignoring those, you might even change some of the correlations that the players have to each other, right? So in a um, in a high scoring game, maybe some players are more correlated uh, than to to each other. If you do a high scoring game, right? If you do a high scoring game, well, hey, Cattell Marte might be really uh, his, his correlation to the other batters in the lineup might be really inflated here right so you you can start to even alter some of those correlation metrics as well so I think adjusting team totals works a lot uh, more in depth than just eject than just adjusting player projections here so if you had an you had an opinion about Arizona as a team maybe you thought Arizona was going to hit really well tonight for whatever reason, I would much rather adjust their team total than go in and adjust all of their player projections by say one point. Right? So team total adjustments always going to be better than individual player adjustments on a team level. Good question there. Uh, Hona peanuts said, are you at a disadvantage if you build tonight for tomorrow's NFL showdown? I would say Yes. And the reason for that is as the game approaches right we are going to be updating our projections you know a lot of things go into our projections here so final news final odds like all of the data that goes into our projections is going to get more and more accurate as we lead up to the game especially once inactives are released right so Um, there was a report today that, Hey, Kenneth Gainwell might miss the game tomorrow, right? Trending in the wrong direction. So you really want to capture that news. I think last week we had the same exact thing. Travis Kelsey was basically a game time decision and then he ultimately ended up not playing right. So if you were to build today and then all of a sudden, you know, Kenneth Gainwell does play tomorrow, well, you're going to miss out on that, right? So if you cannot run a final build, uh, you know, an hour before the game starts, I would, I would be very careful uh, playing that contest overall here. You know, it's I think it's okay to run a build and then if no news changes to stick with the one you ran, I think that's completely fine. But if you're not going to be available and there is pending news, I would probably skip the slate to be honest. So, so that's the way I, I like to think about it. I'm totally okay with building before Final Sims. But if something does change, I want to be available to update accordingly. So that's the best way to think about it. All right question here from river bandits i did respond here but i think that this is a good thing to go over for everybody here so question was good morning i keep getting this message shown below it is the unable to meet exposures message for those listening what am i doing wrong am i not getting quality lineups to enter here are the steps i am taking i first first i set the build settings and run my build next i will run the contest sim and once they are complete, I add my research by adjusting exposures and Xing out players I don't want to use. Okay, so I think that these first three steps are completely fine. I think that there is additional steps here that I mostly want to talk about, right? So we can do this for any sport here. I think this is going to be fine. So I'm going to do this uh, for this baseball example today. So I'm just going to kick off build 500 lineups here and then So first thing you did, you know, set your build settings, right? So let's just imagine, yeah, I went in here, make sure my build settings were all correct for the contest that I want to optimize for and then kick off my lineups. So you said you're using contest sims. So it sounds like you are on the ultimate plan. So I'm just going to go through the same exact steps here. So boom, lineups are done. I'm going to go back to my settings. I'm going to set up a contest sim. I'm just going to use the defaults here. Nothing crazy. going to save that, make sure it is checked. And then I'm going to hit run contest sim. So while that runs here, uh, going to just kind of get out of some of these filters, get back to what we were looking at before here. And then once this contest sim finishes, okay, let's say I'm going to go and I'm going to sort by risk adjusted ROI. So then boom, I'm sorting by my sorting metric. And then what you're saying is that, you know, you're going in here, you're looking at the outputs and then you're deciding, Hey, you know, I, I want to, um, have certain inputs to my lineup. So I'm going to view 150 lineups just to make this easy. And maybe I, I want to go all in on Hunter Brown, right? I'm like, you know what? I think Hunter Brown is a great play. Boom. I get this unable to meet exposures message. What you should do at this point is, so so I got the message, right? So let me just go back here. So I'm going to hit up. I'm going to undo the min exposure. I'm going to review it. And then I'm going to get this message, the unable to meet exposures. What I should do click keep editing i should go and make any more min and max exposure adjustments that i want it, as many as you want you can do whatever you want at this point you know pitchers batters team stacks stack exposure doesn't matter once you are done with that what i would do is use the rebuild lineups button you've basically decided at this point that hey the lineup set that i am looking at is not what i want is 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 does not have enough of the players that i want i want something that looks different so then what we're going to do is we're going to discard these lineups that were built we are going to build you new lineups with the min and max exposures that you have told us that you want as inputs to this next set of lineups and then once these new lineups are built they will better match what you were looking for the first time. So one note here is that once you do this, so boom, I have a hundred percent, Hunter Brown, you're going to have to rerun the contest sim. So the old contest sim was with the old set of lineups. So that is, that is gone. You know, you're going to see these metrics, but they're all blank here. So what I would do is just click run contest sim again, and then that's going to redo the contest sim with your new set of lineups with your inputs here and then it will spit out the metrics again, and then you can resort and then make any final fine-tune adjustments from there. But I think after setting those minimax exposures, you should be fairly close to what you were looking for the first time around, right? So now just going to resort. Uh, you know, I can go, I can resort by exposure, see if everything looks fine, and then make any fine-tune adjustments and then save the contest, right? So that is really what we wanted with this update right with saberson 3.0 we're calling it this all-in-one build where you don't have to run a build send exposures back to the home screen run a new build and then you have this other build that you're basically never going to use at this point right so just discarding those lineups rebuilding new lineups keeping everything in one screen uh you know getting rid of that back and forth was the whole you know driving factor here in this big update. So that is the workflow that I would recommend. I did type that out, but I did want to cover it for everybody watching and for the person who asked the question originally. All right. Next question here from D Mighty Duck. Question says, one question I have with regards to the golf lineup builder. I imported my own ownership projections into the sim." But when I build a 5,000 person player pool, it's showing a pool that is quite different from my ownerships. Is there any way to build this where the pool comes out to match close to my own ownership projections? Great question. So, uh, you know, first off, I think that, you know, there's nothing wrong with it looking different than your ownership projections. Uh, You know, the builder is analyzing the projections here and trying to build the highest upside lineups, right? So very okay that it looks different from, from that here. And interesting. We don't have projections up yet, which I think it was on main for some reason. I should have been on PGA tour. So PGA tour projections are up here, but it sounds like you really want to value your ownership projections, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe you're like, Hey, I, I don't want to have more than, you know, five to 10% leverage on any one golfer. So what I would do here is I would upload your custom ownership. And then I would click this gear icon. And then I'm going to use the match, match exposure to ownership button. When I do this, it's going to say, hey, set a range of ownership for the min exposure and max exposure. So ten. if I were to do 10%, it's going to do 10% plus or minus whatever the ownership projection is. So Max Homa projected for 35% ownership. So that'd be like 3.5% in each direction. So this is going to come down to 32% and then a high of like 39 going plus or minus 3.5% of this 35% ownership projection. It's going to do that for every player in your pool here. What I would do, uh, because you're probably going to run into a little bit of an error here, is that if you just built right away and then you see your number of lineups is set to 20, well, it can't put all of these golfers in, right? So it's okay to build and then see the can't meet exposures Mm -hmm. message here. So I would just match the number of lineups to the pool, and then I would run my lineup. So I'm going to run my lineups here and then just going to see what the outputs are on the other side. You might have to get rid of some of these in the post build here just because if you're playing less than the number of lineups in your pool, you're going to have trouble you know, meeting all of these exposures. So I think that the, the bigger hangup here for you is probably the leverage. So what I would do is, You know, if you want to have a pretty flat pool, set these min and max exposures via the match exposure to ownership button. And then when you get into the post build, basically erase these min and max exposures with the header reset here. So if I click this header reset, it will return all the values to their original value of zero. And then I would just sort by leverage and make sure that I'm not getting more leverage to any one golfer then makes me comfortable. Right. But this will at least get you to a pool of lineups that are close to what you wanted. So unable to meet exposure. I think that's okay here. I would just leave that alone. You're going to have a fairly flat pool overall here where most of them are matching. And then what I would do is I would undo these min exposures now that the lineups have already been built, right. That's already been taken into account in the pool numbers And then I would change my number of lineups to however many lineups I needed. So maybe I'm playing 150 max, right? So I'm going to change it to 150 lineups. And then from here, I'm going to go to this leverage column. I'm going to sort. I want to see the positive leverage, and I want to see the negative leverage. And then I just want to see, you know, maybe I want to stay under 10%. So 9.9, 9.6 looks completely fine. If I go the opposite way, well, Steven Yeager here, I'm at negative 14% here. So maybe I want to increase his min exposure to about 7%. And then for uh, Ches Revi here, I want to increase him to 7% as well to get within those bounds. So now I don't have any negative leverage more than 10%. And then I don't have any positive leverage more than 10%. So matching exposures to ownership to just get that very uh, diverse pool here. And then, and then undoing those looking at the leverage and then messing with your exposures from there is probably going to be the best solution for your specific instance that you're describing here. All right, moving on down. So question here, wanted to just clarify this for everybody here. Uh, Was there any support previously for NFL tiers? Will there be where, when is NFL Superflex support plan? So good question. I, asked the team about this. So we we haven't supported tiers in the past. I was actually informed that we do plan on supporting tiers in the future as well as Superflex. Superflex just dropped. I think that one's probably going to come first before tiers. I don't have an ETA uh, just kind of because that is not really my department, but but I, I did find out that we do want to support both. All right, next question here. Said will FanDuel actual scores be loaded anytime soon? Uh will fanDuel contests be loaded at any time? Would be nice to utilize the contest flashback for both sites. So great question here. Uh the biggest issue is that FanDuel does not allow or FanDuel does not provide contest CSVs here. So from DraftKings, we can go into the slate, we can Download the CSV and get all the information that we need. That is how people do backtesting. That is how people do contest sims, like post-contest sims. FanDuel does not make that information available for you, unfortunately, here. So it is a much bigger project here, and I don't know when when we'll have contest flashback for FanDuel. Uh, Actual scores will be coming soon. We had to make some adjustments on our back end, but those uh, actual scores for FanDuel and Yahoo should be up fairly soon here. All right. Next question from MP question says the field lineups under the contest sims tab. If you choose a previous lineup build you've created is the sim running on the lineups in the entire pool or just the 150 of build one. Great question. So basically the question is, Hey, I have two workspaces here, a build one and a build two, and Mm -hmm. they both have lineups. So I'm just going to, you know, make a couple more lineups here really quickly. If in build one, I set up the contest sim settings and my field lineups is set to build two, will it only contest sim against the, you know, 20 or 150 that I'm looking at or the entire pool? And the answer is that it will contest sim it against the entire pool of lineups. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to put each lineup from your set of lineups into a hypothetical contest with all the lineups from Whatever source you choose, whether that be another build, whether that be one of our ownerships, we're gonna put all of those con- all of those lineups into the contest, and then we're gonna play that out 50,000 times, 100,000 times, and then we're going to return all of the metrics for you. So although I'm only looking at the top 20 in this build too, the contest sim will run against all 500, and then uh, in the contest sim settings here, I just want to walk through this. If I go back to build one here, I go to contest sim settings. I add a contest sim. I can change the field lineups from SaberSim ownership. I could sim this against itself. So I could sim all the lineups against themselves from build one. I can sim it against build two here, or I could sim it against SaberSim ownership. So you have multiple options here. The build one, build two options are really for people who are creating their own custom pool here. And if you wanted to upload lineups from an outside source, you can open up a new workspace, right click on it, and then click upload pools to allow you to upload lineups two Saber sim two contest sim against all right good question there next question here from hammer question says how do we make sure we don't have the same lineups in multiple contests especially using contest sims into specific contests great questions here so basically the the best use case I've I've seen this for is like hey I'm running you know five contest sims all at once here and then I am just going into the post field. I am sorting and filling my lineups by those contest sims. So maybe, you know, I have a $1 contest sim. I have a $2 contest sim. So then I'm just going to do these two here and then I'm going to click run my contest sim. And then once this is done, what I'm doing is I am sorting by, you know, say ROI for the $1. I am filling my lineups for the $1 and then I'm coming back here sorting by the two dollar and then filling my contest for that one right so it'll look something like this so go to my one dollar sort by roi go to save contest fill these lineups come back to SaberSim, sim go to the two dollar sort by roi go to save contest fill those right the thing with doing that is that you can get duplicates right uh lineups can can override in that instance so maybe i'm going here. And, you know, I have lineups that both grade out well, right? My contest sim 2 has 163% ROI for this top lineup. And then contest sim 1 has 176% for this top lineup. So very likely that they they both end up together here. What we suggest doing is going through here. After you fill your first contest, trash these lineups. And very, very soon here, we're going to have a bulk trash option where we'll make it much easier to trash all the lineups that you're looking at so stay tuned for that but right now you're just gonna have to come through here and just click the trash icon and get rid of these lineups so the reason for that is the reason we suggest that is because it is always better in our opinion to uh play a more more lineups in it and and play a unique lineup in each unique entry that you have just for diversification just to uh spread spread out that volume as much as possible here so i would go through trash all these lineups and then go to uh, the $2, sort by ROI, you know you're not going to have the same lineups as that $1 contest sim ROI metric here. So that is the way to do it. A easier way to trash lineups is on the way. All right, Piano Teacher said, thanks for that rundown on Team Totals, Andrew. Really helps me understanding what's happening better. Yeah, man, happy to help out. Uh, We're going to jump over to the YouTube chat here. Question from Deshaun says, Do you recommend making any adjustments after running the contest sim and choosing risk-adjusted ROI? Or do you make adjustments to exposures or min uniques before running the contest sim for NFL builds? Uh, Great question here. So really, it's not going to make a huge difference um, if you use min uniques like before. It's still going to analyze all of the lineups in your pool here. Typically, the the workflow that, that I use is coming to saber sim make my two adjustments, two projections, which is a DraftKings guideline here, set up my my build settings, set up my contest sim settings, set up any rules that I want, and then run my lineups. And then I go to my lineups. I will run my contest sim right after the lineups are built. And then from there, I will wait for the contest sim to finish, come in, sort by the metric I want, and then make any adjustments I want from there. So maybe, you know, I want to get specific exposure to players. Maybe I want to adjust my mini uniques. Maybe I want to, you know, do something with stacks. If, if this was, you know, not golf here, right. I could make all those adjustments and then hopefully all of those adjustments stay within the area that I want. So I'm typically basing this off of like positive ROI. So if I go so far down in my pool that I'm playing negative ROI lineups I will decide, hey, you know, I think the cutoff here is like this 242 mark for whatever reason here. I don't know why it's giving some. um, Probably have some exposure somewhere. But from here, you know, I would have to decide, hey, am I comfortable with all the changes I've made? Or do I need to rebuild my lineups and rerun the contest sim, right? So kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of the show with the unable to meet exposures message but that's really the workflow that that i'm working from here so i would uh you know i think it's a good workflow and i I would recommend it to you guys all right question from dice hawk said does adding a custom projection or custom ownership column affect the sims for example does a sim use stats that would not be averaged minimizing the benefit of bringing in other projections uh so i think it's totally fine to bring in other projections you know, we, we we talked about a little bit how that would work with shifting the distribution, right? So if you have Kevin Yu, you know, another source has him at three points higher. That mm-hmm. is just going to shift him three points, right? So every time he scores 10, he's going to score 13. Every time he scores 50, he's going to score 53, et cetera, et cetera here, right? So I don't think that's uh, a problem. The great thing is that, you know, you're going to get our player range of outcomes. And you can see a very, you know, binary outcome times where he misses the cut. And then times when he makes the cut, right? So you're going to get our distributions and you get your custom projections on top of that, right? So a lot of custom projections in the industry are all uh, averages, right? They're all means. uh, But this range of outcomes here looks a lot different than a normal distribution. So you get the Saber Sim, Sim information here and your custom projection on top of that. So I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that here. Question from Bob said classic mode had a setting to cap player exposure. When will it be when will we be seeing that feature? So, Bob, that is a uh that is back in the app now. So it came, it went live, I think, like last Friday. So you haven't missed too much here. So all you need to do is right-click on max exposure, the column header here, toggle to the right-hand menu, and then you're gonna see this global max exposure option. And then from here, I can set whatever number I want. Maybe I don't want to play any individual player. In more than 50% of my lineups here. I click that, it fills out 50% to all of these cells here, and then I can click apply, and then that will get applied. So that feature is back. Uh, it is in a right-click here. So a little bit more hidden. Uh, glad you asked and happy to clarify that for you. All right. ECDFS said, for non-showdown, do you run any specific deduping rules or just let it ride? Great question. So for any contest that is a more classic type slate. So non six player format, you know, I'm thinking like M- MLB, NBA, NFL, classic slates, main slates. I'm not running any deduping, uh, really because I don't think it's very likely at all that you're going to dupe. And I think that if you do do, it's probably just random chance, Uh, something that Max and I talked about in our NFL week one review. So if you guys missed it, it is on the YouTube channel. We walked through, we use contest flashback to review lineups for week one NFL here in this recent video. Good video. Uh, had a lot of fun doing it. We look forward to doing it each and every week for NFL here. So check it out. Uh, but we talked about how in the $100 millimaker, two players duped for first, but they also had four players under 6% owned. So like the odds that they do were, were pretty low and just pretty unlucky overall here. So unless you know, it is a, known dupe sport, or I know I'm going to need an optimal thinking like NASCAR, formula one, MMA, uh, probably not golf, but, 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 uh, you know, contests along those lines, I'm not doing any deduping duping effort in those sports. All right. Question from Steven said, can you explain SIM median ROI in the contest review? Seems like good players have a really condensed median of ROI. Outcomes okay, so let's go to contest flashback. I uh, will just review yesterday's MLB slate here for ease. So I'm going to go to September 12th, go to MLB, going to go to the contest tab, and then going to look at any one of these contests. So let's just go and look at the flagship $15 here. Going to click the eye on the review icon, and then going to pop out the players so what i want to do i don't i don't really need to see the contest anymore so i'm going to close that going to go to users and then from this window here um so i don't know what you mean by sim median roi but we're probably just talking about the sim roi column here so so the reason i bring that up specifically is because the median is probably minus a hundred percent for like any individual lineup here. Uh, and that and that's simply because the cash line is like the 20th percentile for most of these contests. But sim ROI in general is is we are looking at each user and we are looking at one, how many lineups they played, how how those lineups, how that portfolio of lineups did when we run contest sim right so we are taking all the actual lineups we are showing the actual ownership that the players came in so you can view that and then we are running the slate out hundred thousand times with our raw projections with the saber sim projections here and then we are saying hey based on our post contest sims this is how we think all of the users did so by the sort by sim ry you're usually going to see a lot of players here who are like entering a single lineup. If you want to look at, you know, players who enter more than that, right. You could say, uh, w- entries greater than we'll say 50, right. And and you're going to be looking at players who are entering a, a high number of lineups here. So you're going to see guys that are using the Saber projections here, uh, because that's, that's most closely aligned with our Sims, right? So you see crafty lefty, you see Kurt, you see scout, you see shady, you see, uh, Two oh me here, right? And then you see other pros, right? You see you see whistles, uh, you see Hishbu, right? So so a lot of these guys come up, but sim ROI is basically you know when we run mm-hmm. out all these lineups, how did this user do across our sims? What do we think their expected profit was on average here? And then you could compare that to actual profit, uh, etc. Here, but we did a pretty cool segment in that video with Max showing how two players with very close sim ROIs. Can have very, very different actual outcomes and kind of talking about the variance in that. So, check out that video. It was a really good video. Had a lot of fun uh, doing it. And then, okay, so Stephen followed up here said you can click, you can right click to get another column that gives you median ROI. Okay. So, I, okay. So we're talking about these edit user columns. I actually am not super familiar with these. So let's open them up and let's see. So sim median ROI. So what I would say here, so see like some of these look pretty normal to me and it looks like I would have to ask. So let me ask about these. But what I'm gonna say is that, that, hey, you know, in your portfolio of lineups, each each time we're running it, right? We're running it hundred thousand times. So on average, or what is your fiftieth median outcome, right? So so each time you run a contest sim, we're going to look at all one hundred and fifty lineups, right? So let's use Papa Gates for example. So we're going to run the run the slate simulation. How did he do? He's going to get assigned an RLI, and then we're going to do that a hundred thousand times. And then what is the middle outcome? What is that fiftieth percentile outcome? that that he came in at and that is going to be this median roi the same roi is going to be the average right so on average it was uh crafty lefty graded out at 44.87 percent So like the the mean outcome here and then the median is going to be the middle outcome so the thing that happens here is that your your highest outcomes are going to outweigh all of your lowest so i think i think that's where it gets a little tricky right When Crafty Lefty wins, he might be, you know, having this huge day like FJ Bourne was having. And I saw FJ Bourne's uh, percentage here. So let's go by profit. So FJ Bourne's actual ROI was 1,636%, right? So it's these times where you win that vastly outweigh all this median. So it is these huge positive percent ROI times that are going to shift you from, you know, whatever median ROI you are at to this average ROI. So that's why I don't think median is super important here because these payouts are not linear. I think that's really what it comes down to. The payouts, you know, multiply in from, you know, from 10th to first is a huge difference. So looking at the median when the payouts aren't linear, where the payouts aren't, you know, additive or scaling uh, accordingly is is a little, uh, I don't know, can, can lead you astray maybe a little bit here. So not my favorite metric to look at, but good question there. There's any, uh, if I confused anybody, anybody needs any clarification, let me know. But, but really the answer was that, Hey, these actual ROIs, when you win are going to vastly outweigh how you do kind of on average in the middle of your portfolio. So that is what the big difference between these median ROIs and the SIM ROIs are going to be, it's going to be these high, high ROI times where you win. But that catches us up on questions. So appreciate everybody tuning in here. We will be right back here tomorrow, Thursday, next show, 2 p.m. Eastern. As always, here if you guys have questions ahead of the Thursday Night Football Showdown, get those in. You can get your questions in ahead of time in the YouTube chat, in the upcoming streams uh, shown on our YouTube channel, or you can post them in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. But until tomorrow, take care. Good luck. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.